Oh I'm my god. Astounded. Look at us. That one. Look at us. Like I'm we did a great fucking floor that we absolutely off like that Professionals. Oh. When we first started four years ago, we used to make people clap. Oh clap. god. Did you guys I... ever do that? The clapping? Overdue does that. Or you know, somebody somebody we did a crossover with does a does a clap. It's so hard to do There's over a delay. Zoom. That's yes. the problem. It's Zoom. Like Mm-hmm. And then I started to feel like a real dummy. And then we were in person and we did it. And I was like, oh, this is a computer it's a, problem. It's this is not a, I can't clap with someone else. Truly. Problem. No. Truly. I mean, I know I'm a white lady and my clapping <laughs> skills are actually pretty sure. subpar. But I was like, I can certainly do this one fucking thing. Yeah, oh. I know. So that's why I like the, the count a lot better. Me too. That we do the count too. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, so we're faded bosoms. We're heaving mates. <gasps> we're here. We're doing it. Finally. What are Years in the making. We're doing this. Are we introducing ourselves? Heaving mates? Faded bosoms? I think faded What's bosoms. Our... It's got to be. I think faded it's got to be faded bosoms. Way better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Heaving mates sounds like... It sounds... We are going to like a, I mean, like a wrestling show. It kind of sounds great. It sounds kind of nice. <laughs> um, but it's definitely a particular flavor. We'll do a poll. We'll do a Twitter poll and have people decide (laughs) what this new podcast should be called. Yeah. So I had texted Jen a few weeks ago and said, I have to recommend a book to somebody who's never read romance before. What would you give them to read? Wait, you picked this. And Jen picked this. And we kind of went back and forth a little bit. And then when it came time to pick a book for this, I was this was one of the ones that we had recommended through our five star review bribe that if you give us a five star review and tell us to read a book, we will. And so it kind of fit that you clearly like this book and it was one of the ones on our list. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Burn for me by Alona Andrews is the book, everybody. Mad Rogan. We're finally talking about it. Listen, Mad Rogan is one of those characters that I have pretended to know about for like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, Shark people are like, Mad oh, Rogan. Mad Rogan. I'm like, totally yeah, Mad Rogan. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I finally understand it and I acknowledge that I, you were right, Jen, because I love a sociopath. I, <laughs> I know you do. And he is like a real actual, An actual one of those. What a yeah. darling. <laughs> Yeah, what a revelation is Mad Rogan, because I was confused I, so much. Can we just, before we do this, can we introduce ourselves for you? Yes, now? sure. Oh, yeah. Good for posterity. Yeah. Absolutely. You go first, Sarah, since you're a Mad Rogan virgin. <laughs> yeah. So is this woman right now. <laughs> Still to this very day. <laughs> what the he- What the F? <laughs> anyway. Not by tomorrow in my world, but I hope. But anyway, I am Sarah McLean. I am one half of Faded Mates, a romance novel podcast that you can have in your ear holes every Wednesday. I read romance novels and I write them. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Prokop, the other Faded Mates half. I have read this book and its sequels probably 20 times. Wow, I'm that's not going to lie to you. Jen. I enjoy yeah, I enjoy them on audio. She's such a bragger. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's like a real comfort read mm. to me, and I'm not quite sure why. And I feel like that would be interesting for Ooh, us yeah. to Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. Mine. Wonderful. I'm Melody Carlisle. I'm one half of um, Heaving Bosoms and one half of Bonkers Romance, two podcasts that talk about romance novels 24-7. That's the way we want it. Yeah. I'm Erin. I used to be one half of Heating Prisms, <laughs> and now I'm just a lady yeah. in the world. 
Now you're just a reader. Fine. Yeah. A reader, Aaron. I, you my, get to just do whatever you want. Yeah, I just I listen to this book on two times speed, and that's very right. cool with me being here. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, but Jen, comfort read. Yes, I sorry. feel like one okay. of the reasons, like the thing that pinged in my brain, was just that the universe is so specific. It could be yeah, a maybe. comfort read for me because I can just switch off the real world and just dive into this. And it's so complete and it's so vibrant. Mm. Yeah. So, you know what? Let's talk about the yeah. plot. Not too extensively. This is very plotty, right? It's like if so you much like action romance, it's. It's yes, an adventure so romance. Action. Yeah, right? it's an adventure romance. It's urban fantasy. So one of the things you should all know, and the reason Sarah's a little salty, <laughs> I is might have texted. When are these two gonna bang it out? Oh, and out? the answer like, is yeah. never. Never does it happen? Does not. Yeah, does not happen. I was in this finishing book. this yeah. um, while I was mowing my lawn this morning, and I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that I made like sweaty selfie videos to be like they haven't banged, and I sent them to a bunch of people. So <laughs> I feel yeah. robbed. If, oh, I feel like something was stolen from you're me. Right. I feel like you're right. Okay, I have but, to read the second book now. Uh-huh. You have to read you the second book read now. The, I mean, this is it. The ultimate cliffhanger, which is why I'm a little bit surprised that Jen is... Hard same. Like, yeah, this. so for sure, because I here's the thing that's really interesting. I, okay, so the main characters are Nevada Baylor and Mad Rogan, as previously discussed, our favorite sociopath. It takes place in Houston, Texas, in a world where magic runs through families. Mm-hmm. So... Nevada is her kind of magic is she's a truth seeker. Um, Mad Rogan is a telekinetic, but like his mother is a telekinetic. They're a telekinetic mm-hmm. house, right? So there's all these different kinds of magic. And it can be bred like dogs. Yeah. And they do. <laughs> yeah, right. That's and that's a big part of it, right? So like your magic is a good match for someone else's magic, and you, you know, so it's very um like feudal in that way, yeah, almost. Absolutely. Right. So I think the other thing I really like about it is I think it pushes a lot of the same buttons as like a historical romance. Totally. Which really did not surprise me at all. This is one of the few things that didn't surprise me about this book because Alona often writes, she has a very rich, Alona and Gordon, they are a married couple who write write these novels together under her name. And they have this like really, really vibrant blog and website where their fans come and interact with them. And her blog is very active and she talks about historicals a lot. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see it, the bones. Yeah, you can see, like, the footprints of that. So it's, like, a modern book, but it has, like, that historical feel in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Like, it's, you know, the world is really driven by um, manners almost, right? Like, there's a certain kind of way that you're supposed to act. And if you don't act that way, right, like, then you're, like, this, like, wild card unless you're super powerful, right? So Mad Rogan is, like... People kind of steer clear of him because he's really rich and he's the most powerful well, he's a king. mage in North America. He's a king. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a very course. clear aristocracy and there's a very mm-hmm. clear, like, yeah. I, I felt the difference between, like, a like a match for families and a love match. Like, those right. sorts of things mm-hmm. ran through it. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. um, what's her name? 
the heroine's family is like very clearly the Bennetts. Nevada. You know, like they're, yes, Nevada, Nevada. thank you. It means snow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Melted spring snow. Oh, I'll melt your snow. I didn't know that. And I was like, ooh. I actually whoa, didn't like, either. And when I was like, Adam is was like, it's a though. winter name. I was know. like, Nevada's a very summer state. Very. <laughs> very warm state. Tell that to the Donner party. Everybody. I mean, fair. <laughs> that happened in, in Nevada? Look, I don't even know. It's, it was like, it was like Nevada or Utah. Around Tahoe. Yeah. It's actually right, on the like Nevada, California border. Right there's a big there. old mountain. Uh, that it's called goes there. The, Sierra the Sierra Nevada. The Sierra Nevada. Oh, I it's wasn't even thinking C- about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god! Sorry, I didn't it's mean to call it Nevada. a summer state. I'm backing down. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Never mind. It's a summer state, but it's fine. But up. Near Lake Tahoe, which is it's cold. one side is Nevada and one side is oh, California. Yeah. That's where the Donner Party got trapped in 35 feet of fucking snow and they ate each other. I am just saying. They did have to eat each other. Yeah. It's cannibalism. This is the first time so far today that Faded Mates has corrected me on something. It will not be the last. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please know only one half of us knew yeah. any of that. Yeah, well, I did, know about, romance. I did know about cannibalism and the Donner Party, though, because of course I did. Yeah, because sociopaths. <laughs> sure. Sure. I'm like, call me Donner. Are you going to write a Donner Party romance? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh Are you God. announcing on this Will show Bonkers, today? Bonkers Romance is going to have me on. Please. You let a bitch know. That would be a Bonkers Romance. It would. Quite. It would. It would definitely go I there. Mean, <laughs> I so, think this podcast is now over while yeah. I run in aura, but okay. <laughs> so right, Nevada so. is, she's a truth seeker and her family has not like bred magic into them. They're very like love matchy. And so her mom is like, she can shoot stuff real good. And her grandma can like, she can talk to any machine you her put in front of her. Her grandma's the best, by the way. Oh, her God. grandma's the best. Her grandma yeah. is Grandma Major. On the list, yeah, there, th- yes. there's like a list of grandmas in romance and she's got to be like, Right Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Right? And so she does, she has a private investigation agency, and they've been having a hard time financially for a while for reasons. She yeah. also, but Nevada also has like this kind of secret magic. Like yes. nobody knows, but she has the best magic that anybody has in all, in all, like this is the only kind of magic I actually really care about, which is she can tell <laughs> When you're alive. God, wouldn't, wouldn't it be, be so nice? The best. Oh. I actually, you know what's really interesting is, so this like Wonder Woman and her lasso of truth, Sookie Stackhouse, mm-hmm. right? Right. I, right. One of the things that's really interesting to me is I'm fascinated by how this talent is almost always manifested in women. Mm-hmm. Because it's like... But we're so used to being lied to. Yes. Like, <laughs> like us bitches, we just want to fucking know if you're telling us the truth. <laughs> we don't right? trust Honestly. your ass at all. Yeah. So yeah. just cut to the chase. Right. <laughs> right. Whereas his power, right, being like super powerful is like patriarchy embodied. Yeah, right? he's like a I king. literally destroy a fucking city when I put my mind to it. That's pretty hot. That video at the beginning mm-hmm. when they watched like yeah. young Mad Rogan just... Oh, just, just level a building. Yeah. Oh the description of the like the look in his eyes, that's like, this is what I am. Like the self-awareness and kind yes. of like yes. self-loathing of the idea that he like 
<sighs> destroyed Mexico? Question mark. Like I'm not really yeah. like certain of what That's was about happening. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's something involving like Belize, and it's like a whole global conflict sure. that I didn't super understand. But it was destructive right. what he was yes. doing. Yeah, and Nevada and I were both like. Hot. Hot. <laughs> I mean, because here's the thing. Yeah. Not only was this video him just like basically cutting buildings in half sideways so that they just like crumble around, but he's doing it standing in the midst of them. So you know that he could not only completely destroy everything around him, but he has this like this cone of magic around him that makes it bounce off Mm -hmm. and he's perfectly fine. And like that kind of like destructive, but control Mm -hmm. is very compelling. What else can you do inside that little cone of, I mean, uh, the gun is on the, it's like Chekhov's gun on the table right there. And Uh it better, it better be great in in book two is all I'm saying. I mean, it was great in this book. Oh my God. And well, there was no... We should get, we'll get to it. You're getting ahead of yourself, ahead of, everybody. I want to talk about that whole moment with the touching and the not touching. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the plot starts essentially with Mad Rogan's nephew mm-hmm. gets into some trouble, right? Essentially with like a, a very powerful but like super shitty magic user named Adam. Mad right? Rogan and... Uh, yeah. Mad Rogan's nephew does an arson... Um, with sure. the help of a competing prime magic doer, prime a big, is one of those top. big sauce Great guys, day. of course, is prime. Yeah, prime magic. so he did do an arson that did um, murder one person and like hurt the rest of his family. So, understandably, the police are like, "We're gonna get you. Like, we gotta yeah. get him." And his um, his cousin comes over. And she's like crying and she's like, please well, just save my son. Right? Yeah, it's his mom. Yeah. The, the, well, the, the, the woman Mad is Rogan's Mad cousin. Rogan's cousin oh, no, yeah, but it's yeah. the, but the mom, mom of the comes kid. over to like right. plead with Mad Rogan, whose name is Connor, yeah. which I didn't like. <laughs> but is it though? Because well, they never call him I mean, that. But why like, do they call him that? I didn't like it either. Yeah. <laughs> I was stick with Rogan. Has read the rest of the series? Am I the only one who's read Oh, does it come back, Jen? Is it important? No, just Nevada starts to call him Connor when oh, he's not it. acting. Oh, like sure. Well, that's a classic romance right? novel moment. Yeah, like, I know. I was worried about that. Mm. I don't I mean, love I guess Connor, would... but I do love it when a duke lets you call him by his first name. His See? first name. So there it is. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a balance. Right. You're going to figure out what you like, but which which is more important. Mm-hmm. That's what romance is good for. It's good for you for that hierarchy of needs. <laughs> hierarchy of stuff you can disregard for hot exactly. sociopaths. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically everything is my answer. <laughs> so, okay. Mad Rogan wants to find his nephew. We're still in chapter one, but we right. are. It's. I'm trying to move us along. Yeah, You're doing it's great. You simultaneously. Teaching. Right. Nevada. Nevada's um, their investigative agency is essentially like a subsidiary of a really big investigative agency called MII. And her boss comes along and is like, I need you to find Adam Pierce. And who is so, unfindable, uncatchable. Will just right. he can burn, can burn steel down. Yeah. Right. Scary. Burn, right. 
not big, safe. Yeah. This is not big safe. fireball man is what he yeah. wants her to He's, just like put her arms around. And what? she can <laughs> tell that her her boss is like, you'll be fine. And she can tell her boss is like, you will not be fine. This is no, you will not be fine. But that's not my problem. Yeah. Right? right. Like I need to look like I'm taking care of this. So I'm going to outsource it to you. And she can't turn it down or else her family loses everything. Very classic. Yeah, high stakes. Oh, right. Great. Yeah. Stuff. Well, and that's the thing. Like if you like high stakes, like these books are so great for that. So I'm going to skip forward to essentially how they come into contact. Yes, so please. Nevada is a, oh, Aaron. I, I just want up. to like, I just feel like I have yeah. to say something here and I'm sorry, Jen, this is going to be no, a little me. confrontational. Um, tell me everything. But I do remember like tweets and like opinions <laughs> from like um, Jen Reads Romance that okay. said Who's things that? to the effect Who, of like, Oh, that's Jen. Um, she's here on the podcast with us. That oh, said things hi, to the effect everybody. of like, if a hero and a heroine or the two main characters have not met in the 30% mark of mm. a book, like, mm. fuck <laughs> that book and I'm going to set it on fire. And I did look down at 30% into this book. Oh, and these bitches had not met yet. <laughs> and I thought, so, Jen led yeah. me here. Like, how? I know I did. Also, okay, but well, at like, here's the thing. At 16%. I get to defend myself? No, I just um, have so to take it. No, no, you're just fine. I think Fair. at like 16%, she meets Adam, though. Yes. And so that's a big red herring. And I've spent a lot of time being like, are oh. we doing, are we doing Arson Man? Is that who we're jumping into bed with? I don't know. Anyway, sorry, Jen. Please. I mean. Right. So here's what I'll say is this book, to me... It breaks a lot of rules, right, mm. that I normally am not a fan of. But <laughs> I think part of the reason I'm okay with it is because, to me, their books are more like urban fantasy than mm -hmm. a standalone mm -hmm. romance. Yeah, I see. And I well, think yeah. one, way, one way to think about it for me is, like, this is, like, this series, which is three books, is like a TV show miniseries that is three episodes so long. So taken together, say, it's, like, five right? percent in. Exactly. Ah, I see. see. I see. There you go. Good argument. I will say, like, there is a cinematic quality. We talk a lot about yeah. romance novels and, you know, what's cinematic and what would make a good TV show and how hard it is to film a thought. Mm. This would make a great. I mean, you could take this whole yeah. thing. Hell yeah. Transfer mm -hmm. it to film and I would watch the shit out of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think I, I am more forgiving of of it because I really wasn't expecting it, I guess. I, mm. I knew going in and then like when your expectations are like, you know, I knew going in that they don't like they kiss in this book, but they don't really get together and that it wouldn't happen till book two. So I, I let me tell you, when I read these books, I I was buying them on like Kindle sales, mm -hmm. right? Like you, so yeah. I had like, I had them in my Kindle, but I hadn't read them. And in a weekend, I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking read this book. That's Everyone right. Says it's mm -hmm. great, right? So I read the first one. I immediately read the second one. And then when I got to the third one, I was like, okay, this is so good. I'm going to go back and read one and two <gasps> wow. again before letting myself Whoa. read three. And I that's what I did all weekend one summer. I just read. Well, I just had to bring it up because of what happened to me when we read the Sookie Stackhouse <laughs> books, um, which mm. were which are my problematic faves from back in the day. Yeah, and just I love those. Were love those. embodied everything I hate in every other book. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I had to bring, I bring it up. Yeah, I think one of the things about Sookie Stackhouse, though, is like one of the things I like is that like these are clearly planned trilogies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
mm. right? Where Sookie Stackhouse instead got more of the like, oh, it got really popular. Now we want your one book to be three books. Yeah. Oh, no, now make it six. And then, and then there's all 17. this retconning and well, they're changing they shit. They. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, oh, that wasn't really what happened. And I feel like these feel more controlled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I'm more forgiving of them. Well, it's also but. a very clear romantic arc. You know, there's no yeah. doubt yes. that it's these two. Right. Yes. Once you get to him, there's no doubt that it's All right. So, Aaron, why don't you walk us through how we get to him? Yeah. So. Oh, God, Aaron, please. Why? I feel like this happens every time we have guests and then I'm, like, asked to explain a thing and then, like, it's embarrassing. So there's, like, the – that – there is that agency and she's, like, doing the investigation and then, like, she – encounters adam pierce like at least once right that's the pyro man yeah yeah they're in the botanical botanical gardens and i think this is instant hots for her yes i mean yeah but at the same time like he's got to be really stinky like he only wears leather in houston (laughs) and like always outside and always on a motorcycle which is like a very hot situation you know like and he's listen, very hot like yeah, he's a he's, he's a fireman he's, fi- he's yeah, a fireman just, but maybe that makes him able to you know sustain high maybe he just burns the stench right off mm-mm, he doesn't mm-mm. sweat because he's no. so hot <laughs> no i just the listen. whole time i was just like this man seems hot but he also seems very stinky Smelly to hot. me <laughs> um Listen, I lived in Houston, and a lot of the, like, landscape of the books is, like, really true. Like, I can picture mm-hmm. it in my head. But the entire time, I was like, if this was really Houston, there'd be flying fucking cockroaches. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm familiar with magic. those. Who, did you love the magic animal. power is, like, I'm going to fucking kill these things, right? <laughs> did you mm-hmm. love the exotic locations in this book? Like, the Galleria Mall? <laughs> you know what? I honestly... I really was like, oh, I know exactly where that is. In book three, there's a whole thing that goes down that is like literally right by where my in-laws live. (laughs) And they destroy a movie theater that's like the one we go to when we go to visit them. Nice. Bye, Cinemark. Okay, so she encounters him at the botanical gardens. He does like do a like a Bernie thing and they like do a flirt thing. Then he's gone. Then she's like hanging out in like a courtyard downtown and she just like sees a hot man. And then he's like coming at her and she's just like, wow, he's so hot. And he's like walking at me. Not fire hot, just hot. Just like regular animal, animal. Imagine for yourselves a romance hero. He's a dark haired, the romance hero with the turquoise eyes of the romance hero and the the square jaw and the cheekbones. And he's coming at her and then he's got like a piece of like ribbons and then he does throw those ribbons at her. Wait, no. First she runs and then she puts a gun. Then he does throw those ribbons at her and then they like. Texas cowboy like wanders up and is like, hey, don't scare that woman. And he's like, I wouldn't come over here if I were you. I'm Mad Rogan. I'm Mad Rogan. But like, she's like, cowboy, like, who's he dating? What's his deal? Because like. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Well, you don't want him. He just left her. Yeah, his politics are probably problematic too. But like, just to get involved, I feel like he had some balls. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the thing. I love the fact that she's she's like, I'm being kidnapped mm-hmm. in broad daylight. There are 30 right, people, people watching yeah. this and minimum. Like, oh, no. And like, nobody's going to step in because this guy. It's Mad Rogan. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. Because he's the oh, king. My gosh. And they're all like, well, you don't fuck with the king. That's fine. Well, and he's yeah, like right. the scourge and stuff. Like, he's known for being mass murderer. 
That's no. his whole That's deal. That's literally how he's described in chapter one. He's a mass, mass murderer. murderer. And it's oh, like, yeah. Sarah, Sarah was like, why didn't you tell me this before? I totally like, wouldn't wait this. a second. Nobody has described him this way. And I was like, hold on. All right. So here's the part I love. He takes her. Okay. I know it's terrible. I love this part. He takes her down part. to his basement where we get a like better like idea of how magic works. Because if you have chalk... And you can draw circles, you can amplify your magic. And he has had drawn some sort of chalk circles on the basement floor. I would be so bad at magic. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that are used to be good that, circles, forget it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't draw a circle. <laughs> kind of nonsense you want me to make the lines match up at the end i don't know <laughs> on the ground hey, you were poorly bred i don't know what to say there's we need to get you a big old compass can you use a stencil or do you like have to freehand it is it part of the magic that you have to freehand it or can you, you put like a mug down yeah no oh, okay all right cool 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 cool, cool. <laughs> There's like a giant compass. Mad <sighs> oh, yeah. Rogan flummoxed by circles. Yeah, no. Nevada is flummoxed by circles. Okay, so he gets her down to the basement. He's going to squeeze the truth out of her, right? He's interrogating her using Mentally, the circle. His mind, yeah, me- his right. mind hands. I want yeah. to. He's, he's doing book. a Geneva Convention breakage. <laughs> He's just like, fuck the Geneva there's, Convention. This there's is my no basement. Geneva Convention in these books. Yeah, right. <laughs> but there no. is, though. That's the <laughs> thing. The <laughs> there military is. stuff in this in book Kazarin. is very real. Well, and then Gordon, Gordon, tell is me an, Gordon is retired military. So, mm. yeah, I expect that it was appropriately real. The, all the military no. stuff checks out uh, until they're like... And then we we invaded Belize, and it's like, but Belize, like Belize, you do find out more about Belize later. Well, of um, ore that is magical, Mm -hmm. but I think the Geneva Convention does exist in the books. Um, However, Mad Rogan is no longer bound by them because he is no longer a U.S. Army soldier. Because yeah, he doesn't follow rules. Totally. Also, because he's a sociopath, like he doesn't care. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so he's like, I'm going to break your brain. But like in a hot way. Yeah, in a hot way. And here's the part that's great. We've already seen, like, Nevada's real competence porn. I think that's the other yeah. thing I really like about this book, right? Like, she is just great at her fucking job. And uh-huh. she manages to, like, essentially, she doesn't really even really understand how her own power works, but she uses her own power, essentially, to stave off this attack. Well. Right? And it's great. And, and then she does a big loophole on him. Yeah, yes. it's great. Ah. Yeah. Because he's so like, he wants to know who'd hired oh, you. Where is this? He wants to know where this kid is. Who I right. guess is not mm-hmm. a kid, but in my head is a child. Aaron yeah. Pierce. Old enough to be tried as an adult, I say. <laughs> yeah, he super is. Especially in Texas. Did an arson. Did an arson. Hopes killed some people. No, yeah. I'm not like sympathetic just, to him. Just putting it out that I just, I just hoped like at, at the end of the book it wasn't like, and then he was charged with the felony murder no. that he did commit. It didn't well, end that way. Well, there's wait, also, he was, he was. No, no, no. So he was. Here's Adam was. But wait, well, no, the kid. Okay, there's two levels of government, right? <laughs> like there's like the regular like <laughs> civilian government, and then there's like the houses magic are government. all. Don't they? Yeah, all then there's try the magic their government. Own people. Right. So there's a point at which if it's all like a magic crimes or magic houses at war with each other. This is is how justice works. This works great. I bet. Well, that's how the military does it. 
Yeah, I know. It's and true. It works great there. <laughs> so, yes, it does. I've seen a few good men. It totally works. Mm-hmm. So, okay. anyway. Wait, no, but Melody was explaining. Sorry. They need no, it. No, no, no. So they're looking for this guy. Yeah. So oh. he wants to know where Adam is so that he can find his nephew. And he's trying to be like, who hired you? Why are you around? Why have you been able to find Adam and talk to him? Because I did I did hear his motorcycle go away. And because yeah. nobody else has been able to find Adam Pierce. And so she's like, I can't tell you anything about my client. I can't tell you anything about my investigation. I can't tell you anything, period, the end. It's unethical and wrong. So it's not going to happen. And so he does a mind vice on her mm-hmm. that is rough. And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God. The, the sea. So they're like sitting on it's the great. ground. And oh, she's great. getting it's- like she she's having to exert so much energy that they're both like getting overheated. And there's a point at which she's just like sitting in her bra and underwear because she cannot have clothing on and be able to like like really contend with this onslaught so at one point uh, he does a banter with her that's like I mean, you know, I'm I'm not going to stop, so feel free to take off the bra. And I was just like, "Oh no, I'm not okay." And then she she outsmarts him, she outfoxes yeah. him by telling him her biggest personal secret instead right. of the secret he wants, and it breaks the spell. What a fucking genius. And it also breaks so him cuz he goes to get her water. No. Cuz he's like he's like I can see that I've like that I don't. He starts to feel feelings. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. yeah. And then Wait. He's like, he's like, I don't Who is like this, this woman? I have to get this woman water. He like yeah. caretakes her. And then he her. takes her, takes her back to her family home, and, and then he's her, like, forget it. And I dumps her in the sandwich. He does drop her on the front step. <laughs> yes. So he doesn't tuck her in or anything, no, no. Jen. <laughs> okay, wait. Is this the one where he, he gets the carnations, though? No. It is the book okay, where he no. gets the carnations, but it is not the time. Oh, yeah, the book. Sorry. Yes. Right. Sorry, I thought yeah, you yeah. meant the no, scene. No. Yeah. No, no, right. So this is, you know what? And she's like, holy shit, I just almost got killed by Mad Rogan. What a psychopath. And he's like, I think I like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. He's like, touche, madam. <laughs> like, I, not many people are able to outdo me. Let me give you right. water incredible. and take you right. away. So then he starts calling her, right? And meanwhile, one of my favorite scenes is he calls her, right? And she and her grandmother are looking at the phone trying to figure out something else. And she's like, I'll call you back. And he yeah. hangs up on him. She hangs mm-hmm. up on him. <laughs> He's like, did you just hang up on me? And she's like, yeah, I'm talking to my grandma about this other thing. I, call and I don't back, work for right? you. Mm-hmm. I'm not working for you. you. Right? It's so great. Because no one ever says no to him, right? No one has ever stands up to him. Yeah. No one ever is not terrified by him. But Nevada doesn't give a fuck. You know what the other thing I love about Nevada is that she's just like, I have an obvious psychopath and I'm also going after an obvious psychopath. Mm-hmm. And like both of these worlds are merging. You know what I need to do? I need to shove an electric slug into my bone mm-hmm. of my arm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what right. What was that? What? It was like an <laughs> eel that did go into her arm part. I can explain this part. Okay. Oh, please tell me everything. There, remember we talked about how there's different kind of magic? Yeah. So she is a mental mage, but that is not, but then there are combat mages, right? Yeah. So he's a combat mage because he can fucking kill you. Oh, so boy, can if he. you are a mental mage and you don't have any combat powers, then your only thing you can do is essentially like level up in some way, 
right? So then she gets these shockers implanted. Mm -hmm. And essentially what's going to happen is then if someone comes at her, she can use her magic to activate these things. So her magic her mental mage power can become a combat power with the assistance of these things. But it's really dangerous, right? Like, she's not supposed to use them on primes. And this is, like, the first hint, like, spoiler alert, that, like, she is actually a prime. She's super a prime. I mean, obviously she's She's got to be. Of course. (laughs) Of course, right? But she doesn't know this because her parents essentially have raised her. She has magic, but... She's not from a magical family. And they she's are not, not house. supposed to show it. And she's not supposed to show it. It's going to be very dangerous if people knew what Does she's Does Grandma do. Frida know that she's a prime? I think maybe Grandma knows. Grandmas know everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Grandma has a ma- Grandma's power to fix tanks is magically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fueled, right? And her mom has is a sniper. Yeah. And it's like magically And it's like a magical. I think Grandma has like magical healing powers because boy, did she bounce back real fucking quick from the house fire slash like head trauma, Mm -hmm. like TBI situation. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She got hit with a wrench, everybody. Yeah. If I got hit in the head with a wrench and then left for dead in a burning building, like I feel like I wouldn't be like making biscuits that afternoon. No, like Grandma. (laughs) It's like when (laughs) Captain Marvel just like decks that old lady on the train. And yeah. Like, then they just fight. Yeah. Out. <laughs> yes. So Mad Rogan is like, okay, let's go to for lunch. Mm. I promise not to try and kid- kidnap you or whatever. But I and might try to like, hurt you. you. I think he says, I'm not going to hurt yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so hot. But he tries to trick her. Her mm. mom is a sniper outside the window. They have a very the sexual tension Ooh. is high at yes. this lunch. Uh-huh. I wish he would have sat in that chair that did the, whatever he was going to. I like it when he does magic on her and I wanted her to sit in the chair and I wanted him to trap her in the chair. That's happens. what I wanted. Listen. I wanted the whole book to take place in that basement. That's what I wanted. When she got out of the basement, I was like, mm, he doesn't have you tied up anymore. And then when she didn't sit in the chair, I was like, mm, not going to get trapped in chair. Like I was deeply what disappointed by this. I mean, good for Nevada or whatever, but <laughs> rough stuff for old Aaron. <laughs> but then can we talk about the scene where he does do magic on her? Like, oh, yeah. At the oh, gallery. Yeah. On Please. her. Well, because they decide mall. that they're going to be a partnership to find <laughs> this brosif. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. what's, that's what's going on. And during one of their capers to figure out where this guy is and what's going on, they right. do end up at that Galleria Mall with a lady who wants to bone down with Mad Rogan right now in public. He does do yeah. a crazy mm-hmm. strangle on her by braiding oh, her boy. dress. And like, oh, I just, and that's your least favorite I thing. I hate a yeah. strangle. Um, well, but but it's different mm-hmm. when... It's different. It's different than when Derek Craven does a strangle with his hands. This is a magic strangle that like a king magic man did. So I feel like it's better. (laughs) Um, All right. Good to know. But I I did. It was difficult for me to get. His name is Connor, though. (laughs) King Connor. Um, It was difficult for me to get out of my head that they were at the mall. So like when all of this was happening, like when these two ladies were just like fully having orgasms in like the food court of the mall like i couldn't stop imagining like the teens well, at the next table Nordstrom. being like dude bro is everybody having like a fucking orgasm I mean, like i feel like that was happening listen, if you had to pick a store at the mall where you were gonna have an oh, orgasm God. clearly it would be nordstrom would it be nordstrom 
point of order. Yes. What oh, mall please, store tell me would you like to be orgasmed in? I don't think it's Nordstrom. I don't think it's a Nordstrom. It's Hot Topic. I'm sorry. Be? That's the answer. To I was going to say Hot Topic or Spencer's. <laughs> like, Spencer's, right? Spencer. Do those exist still? You can find a vibrator in there to give you an orgasm at I Spencer's. Know. I feel like the clerk would be pretty okay with it. Like back in the lava lamp corner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. What is more erotic, you Sarah? <laughs> than a lava lamp? I know. <laughs> When I was growing up, there was a boy in my high school who had a water bed <gasps> and a lava lamp. And I oh know because I was in that room. That's so too much. It's too much flowing. Him. I would get motion sick. <laughs> it's contact too much. him and ask him where he'd want to have a, an orgasm at the mall. what teenager has a water bed? We should come back to that at some point. We a should. future episode. <laughs> like, it was, was like an episode, episode was or like with your therapist or how do you want to come ever, back to wait, that? This is making me realize, Jen, uh, anybody, has anybody read a romance novel with a water bed? <gasps> no. I have not. I know I have not. I don't think I have. That's what happened. Why do waterbeds never get to romance? Listener, could you tweet at us if you have read a romance with a waterbed? I want to know. know, If you Kelly had a waterbed when we were teenagers. Really? I had a waterbed growing up. She loved it. You did. Mm Mm-hmm. What this is fascinating to me. Why? Wow. Weirdly, it was in one? our spare room, which I felt like was a was a difficult ask for guests to be like, "Welcome <laughs> to our home, waterbed." Or maybe it was like classy. Like I don't know. Oh, we have saved the best bed for the guests. Yeah, I mean, we probably got rid of it like late nineties. I would think. How like, do you get a waterbed in and out? I have so many waterbed questions. There, <laughs> the logistics are terrible. For years, we moved into the home sure. when I was like three years old so i have no memory of the waterbed entering the home i do have a memory of it exiting the home mm. which was a problem drained, if i recall right? yeah yeah you have, to, yeah, you have to like put a hose out the window yes. or whatever yeah mm-hmm. yeah drain mm-hmm. that sucker mm-hmm. anyway, and they're so heavy mm-hmm. if you've read a romance novel with, with a waterbed water we're gonna know. read it as a deep dive on our next <laughs> faded bosom yes <laughs> Okay, so wait, this sorry. lady okay, has sorry. a pause for Nordstrom. Who's like, I, here I am at Nordstrom Rack. Um, I would like you to rack. tell me whether or not like Nordstrom. Is it Nordstrom or Nordstrom, Nordstrom rack? rack? Because like, I feel like the vibe is then I really don't want to have an orgasm at Nordstrom rack. I think I, I don't know. They're different. One is an outlet. Oh, listen, I don't know. So she's at a Nordstrom, the real kind, and she's like, I want you to show me whether or not you're a tactile. And Nevada is sitting there being like, the fuck is a tactile? tactile? And Sarah's like, what? A tactile? Uh J'explain to me, please. And he does. She watches him just like put his eyeballs on her and she starts Uh getting all hot and bothered. And she's like, more, oh, oh, mad. Oh, I can't. Whoa, this weird thing that just happened. (laughs) Yes, that is accurate. You're doing it great. (laughs) In the text. It really was. Oh, amazing. And then Nevada, like any self-respecting woman, is like, sure. now wait just a second. What's yeah. this just like? Yeah. Yeah. Just try it out. Yeah. And I love that she's she first tells him no, because he's like the yeah. easiest way to tell you what it is is to just like, I don't know, <laughs> show you. And she's like, no, I am a self-respecting private investigator. I mean, yes. I would like that. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, perfect, we are honestly. at a mall. Mm-hmm. Like, can we, can we 
I know they find a quote unquote alcove. And I was like, an alcove it's of like, what? You have no foyer stairs The stairs are not a store where I want to have is, an orgasm. Is there a the water mall. fountain next to them? Because that's high There's traffic in the Listen, 90s. Malls <laughs> are modern day ballrooms. An alcove, Fair. like behind a potted fern, is what's happening here. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. I'm also nervous you in those scenes. That. Oh, you, you are. <laughs> so I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't love oh. it, but I feel like Sarah McLean said it. So I mean, <laughs> no, if, I mean, I, if you're telling I, me that malls are the modern day ballroom, like I feel like I can't really argue with that wisdom. Pretty basic, right? <laughs> I mean, <Yes. laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like that's correct. All right, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Um, <clears throat> so then he does a mental nipple tweak on her. Listen, he doesn't <laughs> just do a mental nipple. <laughs> it's no. a lot more than that there's a no. lot of touching yeah, and then he's and like hang on and it's second. literally hot a little bit yeah like yeah, it's warm all over her velvet so he's just revealed oh. to her right like this is the scene where he has just revealed to her that he is an empath as well as like right, so that's what can makes, make right. you feel as well as yes. like make you right. move but then but he feels Nevada the thing that you're finds feeling. Out. she gets hot yeah. and then he's like i'm also i feel that hot. too when you react to my my noodle touches on you, <laughs> I you, you know the mental kind. Touches. She's been he's been noodling on her and she's Not, been feeling it. Yeah, noodle in the brain. So, so he feels it back and he feels like how excited I like how she is. Like, yeah, Aaron. Every, so, tell me like, everything. remember when um, the girl who uh, was strangled for being slutty was strangled? Yes. Um, when mm-hmm. he Harper Larvo, mm-hmm. that's the one. Yeah. There's a little woman on woman crime in this book, um, and that was yeah. that was one of the victims. Well, she was also a perpetrator. <laughs> sure, yeah, but like yeah. the receptionist at what Evil Corp oh it did God. nothing to anyone. <laughs> but anyway, True. so when she was getting strangled, but also simultaneously having like a a, a violent orgasm in the middle of a mall, <laughs> was Mad <laughs> Rogan also then? Splooging no. in his pants? No. Okay. Yes. No. Because I feel like if he said no. like when he when he, he makes you feel a off. thing, the thing yeah, comes right. back on him, and so he feels. Yeah, but he likes also Nevada. a sociopath, right? So well, he and he also like... did it. To, he didn't do her to completion. He did that strangle before she could get like overly. But arguably, excited about she was it. far more turned on than Nevada was because he did more to her than he did to Nevada, right? Mayhaps, yeah. And like, I'm fine. You know, a phys- a physiological reaction is something that you can't control. But one thing that he does control is the like the tension and hotness feedback because he's like right. oh my god yeah. Nevada I can feel how you want me this right. is this is real he's like you've been lying to me yeah. he's feeling feelings yeah. I think he would only have and that kind can of I say something else in that line where where he says like when you get hot I get hot and you're on fire mm-hmm. right <gasps> that right before he says that the tag on it is he grinned like mad Rogan like grinning with like excitement entertainment delight yeah yeah i want it yeah yeah Yeah, when are they gonna bang not in this not not now are they that really is (laughs) for sure not now and it's a question to everybody sorry i can answer a book too okay is it right away it's like page one no it is not motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) all right listen they figure out that adam and his accomplices 
are trying to okay so chalk is an amplification circle but there are also objects that can amplify your power right and so what adam and his accomplices are after is essentially like a set of artifacts that are going to amplify adam's fire making power and make him essentially like a god of fire and as a chicagoan i really like there's this whole part where yes, i love this right i love this yes right so in Chicago, everybody, there's a great Chicago fire. And there's a whole story about how this woman, Mrs. O'Leary, like her cow, knocked over a lantern. And that's what started the great Chicago fire. It's a very mm-hmm. famous and, old song about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And this is like a, a, a story. Like, even though, I mean, like, if you're ever down on shopping on Michigan Avenue, like the old water tower is one of the few buildings that's still there, right? Like the whole city burned down. And so it was actually really interesting because what they say in the book is that it was these artifacts that were used to burn down Chicago. Mm-hmm. That that's and then like the you know the Mrs. O'Leary's cow was essentially just a you know a, a, a scapegoat, which is true, a scapegoat, right? Escape that's cow. true. Yeah. That's also true now. Like that's it was not her cow, the cow. So I thought that was like a kind of a cool Chicago connection. Was like oh, you know this story that you've heard in your real life. That's another thing I think that's cool about this series is. There's enough, like, nods to, like, your world uh-huh. when we're in that, you know, you get that real sense that, like, oh, okay, like, this is an adjacent magical world. Yeah. I used to talk about it as being, like, Harry Potter for grownups, but J.K. Rowling is a garbage human, yeah, so she's I don't the say that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they're like, we have to stop this dude. They have, they, oh, man, he turns into a fire dinosaur in, like, Houston's Times Square is what I got from that. Because well, he was mad, right? <laughs> yeah. He was furious because they because she got hurt. Is that this? well? No, this is at the, we're kind of you're kind of at the end now. Like there's Am still I? some like yeah, like there. Oh, I'm sorry. No, oh, no, okay. Okay. you're right. So because like Adam has to burn down her house, thing, and then like he there's gets hit by a car, and then he has to go to like the That's fake hospital because he wouldn't go to the real yes. hospital, and then she got hurt. Wait, oh, that's, that's after, the, they, that's after the, they get the second artifact, though. Doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Well, okay. they save an artifact, and actually, this part's really hot. Like, they save an artifact, the whole building comes down around them. Oh, he's that fire and, dinosaur. Yeah, and Mad Rogan just like, boom. Oh, like, I thought you were talking about the end, Mel. I'm sorry. I no. thought you were talking about the end, too. Yeah. They have to cuddle underneath the, yeah. you know, and, the fallen. And she does shoot three people in the head in a very competent, yeah. hot way. But also she has a soul. So she's big worried about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's I thought I thought that was really w- one thing I loved about this book is that Elona Andrews never backed away from him being like a true sociopath. Yeah. Because Remember when, when they talk about that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, loved right? that. Oh, loved yeah. it when but, he squished you know, that guy. So here's the thing, though. So I. Like reading this, right? I think a lot about I'm I've been obviously I think a lot about sociopathic heroes and like how mm-hmm. we, how we forgive them, right? Like what we mm-hmm. forgive. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the reason why we are so willing to forgive Mad Rogan is because from the jump, right? Like Alona is like this person is a sociopath. He is a mass murderer. Like you are either yeah, right. in this book or you are not. Like right, right. You either close the book after chapter one or you're like, Correct. okay, I'm in. Mm-hmm. There's no right. middle way with Matt mm-hmm. Rogan. And I think no, that and- there's something very we talk on the podcast all the time about like authors who like swing for the fences, right? Right. Yes. And this is just like a this is the hero of this book. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. 
Well, and they never they never pull their punches. Like when she's yeah. talking about her feelings about killing these people, he's like, yeah, when I first killed a person, like like the first time I killed a person with my bare hands, there had been others before, but I felt like I should feel something when I killed and someone I up yeah. close and personal and I felt literally nothing. Like, what is it like for you? And yeah. she's like, I feel like a piece of myself is missing and I can never get it back. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like, I don't know. It just they never back away from it. They never they never pull their punches on it and I love it. I think the other thing that I like about this is and this is I oh, so you know there's a whole slew of like witch romances right now and mm-hmm. I actually haven't read many of them. And I think part of it is cuz like I love this series so much maybe I but I really love that it's like okay, if you have these huge powers. Yeah. Society's rules are different. Right. Like this is a book that really leans hard into, okay, what would society really look like if people could kill each other just by looking at each Uh, other? Right. Right. And and it's so it's like, you know, like the all of the like rules and etiquette are essentially because these are all, you know, predators. And so Mm -hmm. if you make a bunch of rules that everybody has to follow. And so one of the things that's really cool is that like as Nevada enters this world, it's not going to be – I mean, I don't think of this as really being dark romance. It's more like morality chain, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a morality yeah. chain book is, you know, she's like, I understand that your world's different and sometimes I have to engage with it, but I don't want to be sucked into that world, right? right? That's why the killing people is never going to be okay with her, even yeah. if in later books when she has to kill people, it still is hard for her. I think it's interesting, though, that we have also Adam Pierce, who is the villain of the book, who is objectively Mm -hmm. very, very sexy man, like Grandma Frida is Mm -hmm. in love with him. He's into the heroine and has an infatuation in the same kind of way that Mad Rogan does, has the same kind of like there's a lot of parallels between Mad Rogan and Adam Pierce. Mm -hmm. In some ways, they are very similar in the same guy. Very similar. But the difference between the two is that Mad Rogan feels nothing when he kills people whereas it seems that adam pierce feels pleasure enjoyment kind of got a a spectrum of like we have her who's our our like moral compass and then you know like so we've got this foil to pit him off of who's worse than him because he actually like kind of gets off on killing people sure um i also think that mad rogan follows the rules though mm -hmm. right i mean i think that's the other difference adam pierce is like you know i'm I can't wait to blow up these. Well, rules. he has reasons. No, I don't. I don't think he follows the rules. I think, I think that he enjoys his. Um, You're talking about Mad Rogan right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he doesn't follow the rules. He doesn't think the rules apply to him. Period. The end. Because he's a prime. I think he just really likes his privilege within the system that exists. Whereas Adam is such like a. He's so immature, and he's such. He needs so much attention and all of that that he's like, no, I'm just going to burn everything to the ground. I'm going to get back at my family. I'm going to, you know, right. I'm I'm going to just destroy everything so that we can start over. And I feel like Mad Rogan's like, no, we're super not because I am great. <laughs> I'm great here. Mad Rogan has reasons. And he has reasons. Yes. Yeah, he has reasons. And also don't discount the writing here because right, mm. you already mentioned it, Aaron. Ilona puts on the page early, early when they watch that video of Mad Rogan as a child mm-hmm. taking down the building in mm-hmm. Mexico, right? There's that moment where she recognizes in his face 
I'm yeah. looking at it right now. There's something <gasps> about the blue eyes looking into the camera, not exactly sadness, but a mm-hmm. kind of self-awareness yep. underscored by a slightly bitter smile, almost as if he knew he was a human hurricane and regretted yeah. it, but he wouldn't stop, right? right. And so right. as a reader, like that is that is such deft writing because we right. haven't met him yet, or we've met him, but mm-hmm. you know, we haven't spent any time with him. She hasn't met him yet, but already she is sympathetic to him and therefore mm. we are too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I sort of got I sort of got that he was resigned to yeah, his, like, this his is reality. Who I am, yeah. And I know I'm a monster, but what do you want me to do about it? Right. Right. Like I was like I was born this way, but I mm-hmm. do think he follows the I mean, I understand what you're saying about like the rules don't apply to him, but mm-hmm. he does follow society's rules, right? The rules for primes. Sure. Right. There yeah. are rules for primes and he essentially follows them. And when Adam doesn't that, you know, at one point she actually says like, you're like him. You're just like this rich, powerful. And he was like, I'm nothing like him. No, right? he's nothing like him because he likes the system they're in. Mm-hmm. He's going to follow yeah. the rules for primes because it really benefits him, even if he suffers a little bit because But of it. I think he also understands maybe more than anyone that without those rules, all the primes would be running around Absolutely. like Adam Pierce just destroying shit. Mm. And Absolutely. he was a destroyer, right? Yeah. So I think he realizes like somebody's got to put us all in check. And if Absolutely. we all agree to these and rules. And that's why and it's yeah. he also loves her, yeah. her um, uh, uh, role model. He also loves Lenora. Is her name Lenora? Oh, yeah, Lenora Jordan. That's yeah. the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's like somebody's. Somebody has to keep us in check. Even I know that. Yes, Aaron. Yeah. I does she keep them in the check? The hero though? worship <laughs> of Lenora was a little like she mentioned several times. I think she's the coolest, most badass person in Houston because she puts criminals in chains, like several times. <laughs> yeah. I was like, can we? <laughs> not like i and i'm saying this as a prosecutor myself like can we say, not be like jealous, put criminals in chains like is that can that just not be like the thing where you know i i, don't, I didn't i didn't love it and yeah, i see that i could see to that the point it's a where, punitive like, system for sure yeah. when yeah, adam at the end is doing his like shiva the destroyer thing where he's like oh. let's scrap it all and like start a new yeah. world and like at the beginning of that villain monologue i was like and then he lost the thread a little bit like at the beginning where he was like this system is corrupt like it's the haves and the have nots and if you have Mm -hmm. then then you get away with stuff and then you know like and i was like i'm pro adam like let's fuck adam and then let's kill um, everyone yeah and then then he's like all those people in the tunnels he had it you know he had it and then he (laughs) lost it you know adam (laughs) yep anyway yeah Sorry, so where were we? So she, okay, so they get the second artifact and then they kill a bunch of people and he saves them from a giant fireball by putting them into that rubble tunnel. Well, but wait, did we talk about the... they do that snuggle, yeah. Yeah, right. And then I think there's like, there's a lot that happens. I mean, there's like, one of the other things though that's like my favorite part about this book is when um, he saves her family, right? Like after this... And I'm not sure we're going in order. Because no, we're not. We're it's, fine. it's fine. This is right, right after but, lunch. <laughs> yeah, this is after lunch, right? She goes home and she gets this alarm notification. Your house is on fire. And this is Everything's also... Everything's on fire fr- in this book. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wait, when was this fire? Oh, no, that Constantly. was before the other fire. Well, you know, Adam is a fire starter. Yeah. It's fine. But not like cute. Not cute Drew like Drew Barrymore. That's a deep cut. Not too deep. Um, not, not so yeah. deep. Not, we didn't, yeah. we didn't yeah. find it. Yeah. Um, 
But there's a part where he meets her mother. And and he's like, I've seen your service record and I consider you an active threat. So please stay away from me. And I was like... I That's your future mother-in-law. That's exactly how you should be, your future mother-in-law. <laughs> right? Isn't that amazing? He's like, I, I will kill you so much. You. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Completely. He's like, don't make me tell my security team that you're an actual threat because we yeah. will go through with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I also <sighs> love, listen, I love when a dangerous man takes dangerous women seriously mm-hmm. that's a micro trope oh i love that that's a quote put that on right? a thing stamp yeah. that mm-hmm. on a t-shirt that's why i think he's so sexy mm-hmm. because he is like yeah i can kick everybody's ass but i also understand that there are a lot of powerful people around me and there's a lot of women who are really powerful and you know you are a threat so just know that yeah i see you mm-hmm. i'm watching right? you Ooh, i love that yeah Okay, so now they decide to give this artifact. They take it out of the Batman vault in Mad Rogan's lair, sure. which, like, I, I don't understand that at all. But they do take that, and they just take it to a municipal building. And they're like, well, it's, it's going to get lost there in the red tape. It's fine. I'm sure that the that just it's the, the very metal detectors, of the lost nobody's ever going to look at just is going to go into fine. the big. Into a municipal building is kind of like taking the Jumanji game and like putting it at the bottom of the ocean. Like it, it will get lost there. Like it will get misfiled. No one, like no yeah. one will be able to find it there. It will, it will end up in like. We have seen this trope before. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they're, they have to figure out what the third artifact is because Adam is going to, he's like in a car going, right. he's on his way to go find this third artifact. And when he pieces everything together, I don't understand how Adam knows where all the artifacts are. Because he, they did. Okay. So the organization did that kidnap on the Ennis child question mark yeah and then they got the information from that kid and then put that kid back at college and he was like i'm an amnesia now right and then right. Yeah. now they now they know so i i, I don't i'm not gonna spoil anything but one of the things i also like about the, remember i said this like a mini series yeah so like little parts of this mystery don't actually really truly get solved till it's later it's like books, the tesseract where you get like yeah, oh, right, yeah where yeah. you get right where you get sort of the fuller picture of like what's going on and who is behind all of this cuz you know all along they're like adam is kind of a fuck up That's there's what, no way yeah. that he, yeah. he is the one, someone is pulling he's his not strings the one. right he's just a he's just he a, not you a, know, king. a wrecking ball right, right exactly mm-hmm. So I do like that's like one of the other cool things about this book is like, you know, you get a solid mystery. You get sort of most of it solved. You feel at the end that like, you know, Adam gets punished and whatever. But like, you know, there's more out there that's going to get solved right. in like later books. Right. Well, I mean, in that epilogue really knocked my block off because the whole time I was like, I know we met one of the people. <laughs> you didn't read yeah. the epilogue. Never <laughs> have, never will. Oh, my what God. Is I it? forgot really? about this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh yeah, the so part of the mystery from get solved in the epilogue. Doesn't read them. What the epilogue is from Mad Rogan's point of view? I'm not telling you. You didn't fucking read I just, it. Yeah, oh, I, I did my homework. It would be a big spoiler. Oh no, that's fine. Would it be a big spoiler? That's fine. So, I'm sticking I just, with it. Oh, God, I feel it's like so perplexing. And I'm 
I know there are author on this Zoom call. However, <laughs> I just feel like end your book at the ending. If you need, just mm. end it. You shouldn't. Like, you I, shouldn't need a, a second I'm ending times too. Wait, I have, I have a lot of questions. Can I ask <laughs> more questions? Don't okay. I decide when the Do you is? leave a restaurant before having dessert? Often, yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you, when you go to a Marvel movie, stick around for the extra scenes? I don't. I don't know. She doesn't doesn't do that. I don't know. Listen, I just want to say as author on the Zoom call, what's perplexing to me is this concept that the book is over before I finished the book. You know what I mean? Uh Like, I... okay. You see what I mean? Like it's, I mean, I am, I'm the first author to say like, actually the book doesn't even exist until you read it. So great. But what's weird is like, I, I remember writing them all. (laughs) 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 So Aaron. And what's wild, if I just made it chapter 26, you would have read it. You'd read it. I yeah, think so. that's what's bananas. I don't to know. Me. Like the it started all... out that I didn't read epilogues as a rule in romance because it's just always when they like get baby. pregnant or get married, and that ruins it for me. To be honest, <laughs> right? And I know that that's not Fair. always what happens. And you know, I've been on this journey with the podcast that there are many epilogues that that's not the situation. Well, it's wild because like but... I have a couple of epilogues where like. That's the whole twist is yeah, in the epilogue. I'm, I'm reaching for one right now that's laying on the floor over there. But <laughs> so listen, here's the thing. I've become very entrenched in this um, thing. I understand. It's fine. Yeah, sure. I get it. Hey, Aaron, here's the one thing I will tell you. One of the things I like is the epilogue is is in third person and it's from Mad Rogan's point of view. <gasps> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I did read it. Oh, see, and I actually like that because oh, I feel like at least then not the epilogue is like a, it's like a literally a different thing, I'm so which then sorry. makes sense to me that you would not call it chapter 26 or so whatever. Now I know. Anyway, how to do so it. you do know how the mystery Put ends. It in a different... I did, I did read it. Right, right. Good call. Good call. Okay, I'm sorry. So they, <laughs> we're all over the place. It's fine. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. We are. I listened to Does it. It just played sexy right here. We need to talk about the kiss. I think Sarah's. <gasps> I ready. mean, that's where I'm trying to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so they're about to try stop and Adam. find. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to find the third artifact. Stop Adam. Do all this stuff, and they're like prepping for that. And he is trying to teach her prime magic, basically, because he she needs her powers to be stronger than they are. Mm-hmm. And he just knows that it's inside her, everyone. He just knows how There's fucking so much inside her. <laughs> and he wants to mine all of it. Not <laughs> yeah, it's great stuff. Sorry. So he's like trying to teach her how to draw a circle. <laughs> oh my god! I know it's amazing. We talk about when he looks at the circle, he's so pissed off because she's been hurt. Wait, this is yes. going back a little bit, but I love. Yeah. You no, know, I fucking love this moment. I love it when uh-huh. heroes do this shit. He, uh-huh. he, she's been hurt. He's fucking furious. So he's like thrown yes. a bus at someone. Like he's just oh, angry, yeah, literally. right? Mm-hmm. And he looks down because he's asked her like there was this like fight and he was like you got to draw me a mm-hmm. circle to amplify my magic so she does and then she's like bleeding her knees are bleeding she's like she scraped she's herself been up from, choked. like she's been garroted yeah, partially she's been, garroted she's been tied up with wires but also <laughs> drawing this man's fucking circle she skinned her knees which hurts you guys it hurts it, hurts. <laughs> it does hurt so 
then he looks down at it and he's like, your circle work is shit. It sucks. <laughs> and that know. gorgeous woman throws the chalk at his face and yes. gets in the car and is like drive like and her cousin and like I don't want to see him again and then that's why he gets her $10,000 worth of carnations that are built into a smooch on her lawn I yeah. feel like probably a smooch yeah probably a smooch <sighs> what a man it's just a pair of lips who loves carnations that much though except for my grandmother really I did, did love have a, a question about that yeah right it is yeah. a weird thing it's a weird thing. It is a okay. symbolism thing, though. Like a like a deep red carnation is like a deep red, like a deep love. Mm. Like one of those language like of flowers. Victorian language thing. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Ooh, All right. Please do. I've done a lot of flower research. Really? <laughs> okay. Cool. It's a thing that prosecutors are required to do. <laughs> For a thing no one will Military. ever read, Sarah. But oh, I did a lot of flower research it. at one point. A dark red carnation conveys feelings yeah. of deep love and affection. Mm-hmm. See? There and the go. deeper and the red, red, the deeper the love and affection. So I think that's oh, yeah, why these it really were like, went into how deep the red, like they were these, bloody. And these were like black. Mm-hmm. They were so yeah. red. They were. Well, and I love and how so she's like, yeah, that's kind of weird. And his yeah. mom, her mom is like, honey, there's like 25,000 carnations out there. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, I think he's courting you. And the yeah. dad is like, no. Certainly not. <laughs> like, this Absolutely This is a totally not. normal thing for a person this to do. This is totally normal for him to do this. <laughs> he does that for all of his, she all of his she, she told him she didn't want flowers, so it's probably like a prank. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Nevada's mom was like, "You dumbass, it's great. I, I love that whole family. I think that's I the other that. reason this is a comfort mm-hmm. read, is because of like the family, mm-hmm. right? Like this is, if you are a a, a writer and you want to know how to leverage secondary characters, yeah, right, like this." series is so great yeah because they're also they're not all, too much Mm-mm. no they're totally distinct distinctly who they are and yet they're like really fun but they don't take up all the air in the room it's pretty masterful yeah it is it's great and and every scene is useful yeah like they're not it, they're not just there to be there um right. okay so he boy he's got his arm on her arm and he's making it into a <laughs> compass that draws a perfect circle Mm. And because of that, they're very, very close to each other. Yeah. Mm. And then all of a sudden, they, he, she looks up and then he looks into her eyes. Sarah, do you want to cut in at any point? No, it's, I like to read. I'm I'm enjoying (laughs) just the retail. So, so they do this kiss. Do it. Do it. So they do this kiss, and then she starts feeling his tactile abilities all over her body, not just her erogenous zones, but, like, everywhere. So everything is amplified. And so she's, like, whimpering, and they're making out. And she can – again, I cannot stress the amount that that he's just tweaking all the good parts with his mind (laughs) during this thing. And then she – it's so good, everyone – that she does just come by herself with her clothes on and Listen, he what a man like he he loves it <laughs> what a man yeah he does what a man what a man what a man, what a man. What a man. What a, i mean look <laughs> i have it's nothing perfect. more to say i mean it's if perfect. you are out there and you are like i love a slow burn like and <gasps> these people who love a slow burn like i have questions but sure <laughs> 
because when you say you love a slow burn, you don't actually know what a slow burn is. Like, this is it. This, like, this. It has to be Bernie. We talked about this a lot. You the whole time, burn, and then be suddenly a a bonfire. It's got to burn the whole time. Yeah, you have to be waiting. It's got to be like smoking, Mm -hmm. and you're like, when is this thing gonna ignite? When Mm -hmm. is it coming? This book is literally called Burn for Me. Like, Uh, this is a book that understands that, like, they are at a a full fucking (laughs) zone the entire time. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right. So good. I mean, that's the thing. I'm like, that's there is. The sexual tension between these two is so intense the entire fucking time. The whole time. And and yeah. on so many different levels. Yeah. Like, it's there on a professional level. It's there on, like, uh, on the, the way that they are different. It, mm-hmm. it They just hit so many different points of the psyche and their emotions and their, you know, just their lived yep. reality. And it's that- also, like, you have this moment when you're taught, when you see them, in that first moment where he sees her. Like yeah, the yes. whatever, the botanical in the garden, and they're faded mates. Like he sees her. The reason yes. why it is in first person present is because, or first person past it's, is because, yeah. if we were in Mad Rogan's head at that moment, it would just oh. be like mine, 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 yeah, mine, yeah, mine, yeah. mine, yeah. mine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Like absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. Then okay. Look at the end. The way they catch. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have to read the best, one of the best things I've ever heard a hero say in the world. Oh, okay. Okay. So she's like, this kiss didn't happen. And he's like, no, why the hell not? Like it absolutely did. I was there. Yeah. She says, (laughs) it's unprofessional and dangerous. This didn't happen. And he goes, it happened. I was there and you liked it. She goes, no. And he says, you melted, which just like way to carry that through. Mm -hmm. You melted. A male self-satisfied smile touched his lips like spring snow. I don't know what you're talking about. We stared at each other. Fine, he said. You had no idea it could be this good. Nobody in your past was ever that good. And you know that nobody in your future will ever be this good. You've had a taste and you want more. You want sex, dirty, naked, hot sex. It's floating through your head as we speak. You think you can imagine what it would be like. Trust me, you have no idea. I haven't even started. So run from it. Think it over. Pretend it didn't happen. It doesn't matter. I'll allow it for now. The more you fight, the more irresistible it will become. Until one day I'll motion with my hand and you'll come running. Oh, what a man. I, I would like to say something. No, don't ruin this oh, moment sorry. for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you about to say something you don't like? No, not about the okay. not about the writing or the scene. I, I think that okay. this is beautiful and wonderful. Um, I do want to caution listener because I feel like right. I'm the only one who listened to the audio on oh. this Zoom Oh, no, I've listened no, to the I audio. No, I listened to the audio. <laughs> But I, if you listened to it two, two, two double time, though, you did. <laughs> Mad Rogan is the only character that has what I would call a thick Bill Compton esque uh, southern yeah, oh accent yeah. in the audiobook. <laughs> and if that doesn't do it for you, you might want to yeah. read the words because when I was reading, yeah. I found stuff like that 
far more um, impactful for me than when I was listening to it because I was because of the southern accent I will just really say, got me. I'm so it's really glad in- you said that because I, yeah. yeah, wow, it was not like that in the reading of the text. Exactly. So if somebody's yeah. listening to this and is deciding oh, really? between the audio, the mm. audio is fantastic. I think the the voice actress that does it is great. It's just a personal preference. So if if you don't you know like a really Houston accent, though? all heroes sound like Tom Hardy in my head. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> matter where they're from. He's from Houston. He sounds like Tom Hardy. So I will say the reason I've read these books so many times is because it's like I just listen to them when I'm bored and I don't have anything else to listen yeah. to. I think she really tempers that accent in book two. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's good. Like the feedback. Like I think was. she got some feedback was like, can you turn that down a little bit? Yeah. So it's really interesting when every time I go back and starting it at one, I'm like, oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. when you say Bill Compton, you mean like, suck it. Yeah, it's very like, this is what I'm going to do to you. You know, it's like that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, that I'm sure that works for some. It's just not it's not my personal. Yeah, not my bill, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. So you're right. Okay, Sorry. Now, so she she does a big prime mental magic on another dude and he spills all the secrets after a little while. She yeah. feels like it might murder her, and everybody's like, "You're drawing too much power." And oh, and Mad Rogan says she's fine. Yeah, it's, I Me mean, after a little while, is that after he does Shit, stab in and out my of his leg okay. for a while? No, that that's way oh, that's way a, a while ago. Guy? Okay, all yeah. right, Never yeah, mind. yeah. No, but then and so so then they're like, "Okay, we know exactly. We have to go to this public park uh, right yeah. near the municipal building that we've been at previously." And on her on their way, she's like, "I'm coming with you," and he's like, "Great." And on their way out, the asshat who owns her parent company is like, you, you're, you're going to go and you're going to fight a prime? Like, yeah. you're, you're going to get killed. What can you do that Mad Rogan can't? And Mad turns around and he's like, she can shoot him squarely between the eyes. Like, yeah. you fuck off. She's great. And we're yeah. both going. Ooh, yeah, can awesome. I say I it also is. love that setup because – they they make it canonical that Mad Rogan is very bad with weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And so like yeah. the idea that she is she comes from this long line of like magic sharpshooters. Yeah. It's hot. No, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's super hot. It's hot. So look to make a long story short, right. it's like then big a big magic off between Oof. Adam Pierce and Mad Rogan. Magic off. They pull their magic dicks out. And they are just like, get <laughs> yes, basically a, let's a not, yardstick. Let's not Abraham Lincoln Frankly. fuck Lord of the Moon this. <laughs> they didn't pull their magic dicks out in sword fight because that's something that literally happened in a book we read. So, like, let's it be did. clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're so, right. No, well, I, what's going to happen is Adam is going to essentially make himself a pillar of fire mm-hmm. with yes. using these, right? This, And so what Mad Rogan's going to do is essentially, like, build a wall around him using telekinesis. Mm-hmm. And the trick is, is both of them are going to enter something called null space, which means like your magic is so powerful that you're not really even existing fully on like our plane it's Minecraft anymore. Sure. It's my, they're in Minecraft land. <laughs> magic and, Minecraft. It's fine. And, and then it's like a, like whose power is going to last the longest, right? Like they're both really powerful, but like can Mad Rogan contain Adam, Adam's fire long enough, right? Of course. Right. I mean, only but, one of them is a king. But mm. the the trouble is, is that once Mad Rogan enters this space, he can't turn himself off either, right? So he, in trying to save the city, might actually also destroy the city. Right. Until. Oh, she smooches him on his face. 
Did I get it? That's right. And she has to levitate herself. How did she do that? I don't know. Love. I don't know. Love. Love lifts us up to smooch mad Rogan on the face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Listen, literally stops his magic, like calms him the fuck down by kissing him. And it's great. It's so great. It's great. And mm-hmm. and I love that in the epilogue, they bring that back mm-hmm. because it says like Mad Rogan has yeah. two goals now. Mm-hmm. He's never had a goal in his life. One is that he's going to take down the whoever who's be doing the bad stuff. Whoever. And then the second one is that he is going to win Nevada because yeah. he says that like he's always enjoyed the sort of detached safety that is the null space because it's like neither good nor bad like there's right. nothing in is, there yeah. yeah it's just sort of serene but the way that he felt all of the things that she's feeling for him in that kiss and like even the complicated contradictory stuff oh yeah. mm-hmm. it's so hot and told him everything he needed to know everything he yeah. needed to know so we skipped over my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the book which is when they go to the pit Right, mm-hmm. and, and, and he smushes that dude. They're gonna go. He smushes that dude, and he's basically like, "I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. When I'm here, I'm in charge. When I'm not here, I don't care who's in that charge." Was really and hot. I was like, "Daddy, hot, yeah. daddy, <laughs> daddy, yes, no. truly, <laughs> yeah, absolutely." Yeah, he's like, "Whenever, I, when, when I'm not around, whatever." Yeah. But I'm, I'm your daddy. Sure, right when now. I'm here, I'm in charge. And I was like. <sighs> Everyone could have an orgasm just by hanging out with him. That's how hot it is. It, honestly. Well, yeah. I mean, literally. Literally. It's amazing. We can all get the touching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anytime. Kind of, I mean. I'm going to. Anytime he wants to. Like this a is, dinner I'm, party at Mad Rogan's Mad yes. house. Like everybody gets the touching. <laughs> that is the dessert he serves. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, you should stick around for I guess I just feel like like a massive dinner party with all of my girlfriends where he's going to like psychically touch us all is like not my jam. But like if you guys want to do it, like I think that's great for you. Maybe it's like and... seven minutes in heaven with Matt Rogan. <laughs> yeah, like me. Like you're like, in a closet. Oh, seven sure. minutes in no space. Spin the bottle, maybe. <laughs> oh boy. Can I tell you a real shame, though, everybody? I have the actual paperbacks and they, I was looking at them. And, you know, there's like a clinch on the cover mm-hmm. and, um, you know, she, he's got his dog tags and she's very beautiful. And then I was like, wait, what's the step back? And it's just <sighs> destruction. Come on. It's just buildings falling down. And I feel really robbed. It's a disappointment. Yeah. You're going to waste true. color ink on that. That's step back for like non-romance yeah. readers who mm-hmm. don't That's expect like there a to Jack be a Reacher. That's like a Jack Reacher it step is. back. Wait, what is is Absolutely. that? Was that Jack Reacher that just went by? No, this is that's that was the second two. book. Also, also destruction this, on the what's inside. What's the point of that? I don't Avon. know. Vibes. That's my point. I'm gonna ask. Vibes. Just setting the scene. Blowing up vibes. Fire vibes. Yeah. Set yeah. Vibes. Tells you what you're gonna get into. Yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna give them a step back, and it's just gonna be things blowing up. I mean, mm. I guess if your front cover is a clinch, though, what do you do in the step back? They lay down. Lay them down in front of the explosion. <laughs> What do you want? Like, what do you I want for me? Clothes in the step back. Honestly, yeah. a chaise lounge, <gasps> a chaise, and then a in the background. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I got I got really big Doctor Manhattan vibes uh, from him because of his like really really blue that eyes and the way that really he like clever, levitates yeah. up and all that. Sorry, 
I think the step back should be that scene where him he's levitating. all magic yeah, and she's yeah, mooching and on him. Yeah, there's Hot. the wind around them. Oh, the wind. God, that's son. what I want. I want the two of them just banging in a t- wind tunnel. I know. I know. <laughs> I should tell you about some of our future plans, Sarah, for another project. You just saw. You just wait. Okay. Banging in a wind tunnel. All right. Yeah. It is not that. Okay. All right. <laughs> is it the CERN? Is it like the particle collider? It's not that either. You listen. Oh, okay. we'll, I'll tell you off the podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, any right. final thoughts here? Anyone from anyone? Thank you for introducing I'm me really to this series. I'm really happy finally. Yeah. I'm not sure I would have See? gotten around to it with Yeah, same. This. When Jen and well, I were listen. talking about it, she did say, this will force Sarah to finally read this book. So <laughs> I did, and I'm going to read the and rest of the series. So. Yeah. Book two is my favorite. I can't oh, wait. I'm so excited. I thought there were six for some reason. So there are six. The second oh. trilogy is about her younger sister, Catalina. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And he, and, so, and he she falls in love with uh, Alessandro Segredo. Oh, so hello. it's essentially like a, a second series, like a second mini series, mm-hmm. right? And then I am, I, we're all very, I've, that book six actually comes out probably around when this is released it's like august the end of august nice so that trilogy finishes and i've read it and they definitely tee up in an epilogue (gasps) that the youngest sister uh arabella will probably get her series yes yeah and i'm excited because it's just yeah like more of this world Mm -hmm. right more of these people more of grandma frida i do feel like when you when you build a world this elaborate three books is not enough like you've done a lot of work as a writer and readers Mm -hmm. have done a lot of work like imprinting the world and now Mm -hmm. you have to continue it but i really like that it's like okay but like again you're not they're not trying to like rewrite nevada and connor Uh they're not trying to like write like that's done we're just going to move on to the sisters and then we get hints of them and we get a look at them and then we'll get arabella and x or y there's like a little hint that maybe she's oh but we should tell listener sorry everyone that this book does end with him being like pick a place in the world i'll get a yacht and we'll go to it or whatever and she's like "No. no you're a sociopath Right. Aaron's like, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> You're a sociopath. And I loved at the very, very end, I don't know if this like only hit me um, or if it's like a more universal thing. But when she said, you're not capable of feeling other people's feelings, you're an empath, but you're only a magical empath. Like yeah. it does not translate emotionally. And that's a deal breaker for me, essentially. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm just so excited for him to learn how to feel. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I gotta say, it really doesn't as much. You, I mean, I'm on the record. I hate a like cliffhanger. I hate a then sure. she leaves at the end of the first book. But that it really doesn't feel like that here. And no, I think part no, of the it reason doesn't. why it doesn't feel that way is because it this does feel like a romance, and it feels like I'm gonna read book two right away. So yeah. it it most rolls. definitely. 
Right. Most definitely. I wasn't mad at the end of this. No, I was just which like, is hey, weird. Nevada, I, you dumbass. Well, because it didn't <laughs> feel like a breakup because she broke up with him. She was like, no, I'm not going to your yacht or whatever. And he was right. like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, he didn't yeah. accept the <laughs> right. breakup. It wasn't like <laughs> no. he then walked away and was like, I've lost her, my love. You know, he was like, okay, Nevada. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're obviously <laughs> coming on the yacht. Can't wait to bang. <laughs> Bye. On my yacht, in my wind tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> I also think like the main story, right? Like what's happening with Adam gets solved in a really satisfying mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And we understand, like we just understand that the next book is coming. But I guess right. in the original, when the books, when these books were released, book one came out in 2014 and book two, I think came out in 2015 or mm-hmm. like there was a big delay. And I yeah. think people really waited around for number three. And a lot of my friends were like, that was some real bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't have to live in that reality. That's great. You gotta wait. Yeah, Yeah, you know, be in her books. Mm -hmm. She did not read any of Catalina's trilogy until they were all done. Smart. Until she could get Ruby Fever. She's like, I'm not falling for that. I'm just gonna give myself that. Mm -hmm. that's self care. (laughs) Yeah, is what that is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Know your limits, man. Look, she probably had a great weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I mean, when I read these all in one weekend, I literally had the best weekend. Yeah, I loved it so much. This is one of those few reading experiences where you're like, I'm just, this is how reading romance should feel. Mm. Yeah. Faded bosoms. We're going to read a book about a waterbed sometime. Sometime. We're going to find it. Tweet at us. Listen, Nora Roberts for sure wrote a waterbed. Had to have. Had to have. Like, one of those love swept hats for sure around, had waterbeds. Somebody's banging on a waterbed. Oh, yeah. You're sloshing around. It's got to be. Know, like, <laughs> I just don't feel like sex on a waterbed is good, and I feel like that's always been I known. Don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand the purpose of the waterbed. But then so many people had waterbeds. Where do you bang? Like, are you just, are you just not bang? Where do you bang? <laughs> like, do you get on the floor? Do you go to your couch? Are you just a not I bed know. banger? I think so. All the time? Forever? Do people still have water beds? Listeners, I don't know. fill us in on water beds. Yeah, please. Tell us about it, like, beds. is the bed even an option? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Is it, it is, is it a special occasion situation? I don't know. I mean, it feels like it, uh, I don't know. It feels difficult. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. Well, do water beds still exist is literally a, a question on the Google. <laughs> can, where right. can I find a water bed anywhere? It says they can still be found today, mostly online. Oh, I'm sure totally wow. used. I bet they do sure. not ship to oh. Alaska. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't think that you can <laughs> find one here. I don't think we're going to get one. I think yeah. it's the wrong climate for it as well. <laughs> it would freeze. Mm. <laughs> it's a nice bed at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's just right. a nice bed. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't sound What nice. an odd thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now reading the Wikipedia page about waterbeds. <laughs> Don't they? They, the National Institute of Child Health thinks they are very bad for children because they'll oh, just yeah, asphyxiate you get in there. Stuck yeah. In the oh, yeah. yeah, right. Oh, definitely. It says yeah, another advantage of a waterbed is easy cleaning. That seems False. wrong. <laughs> I mean, you could wipe it down. No, because dust true. mites can't live inside it. Yeah, that so makes maybe sense. maybe it's an allergy thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're out there and you have a waterbed, report in. Please. Also, we tell us you. about your life. Yeah. All right. I mean, <laughs> friends, I gotta go. This is I. We Same. have fallen down the waterbed hole, All and right. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> I 
bet you know what though i just thought of it i bet there's water but tiktok well it just <gasps> occurred to me that my very favorite um hero of anything special agent fox Mulder, had a waterbed um, oh, that's <laughs> right. right. That just occurred to me. So there's got to be waterbed romance. Mm-hmm. Has to be. Well, there's definitely oh waterbed gosh. fanfic. I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if anybody knows this. I haven't yet listened to it. It's on my. It's like I downloaded a bunch of episodes. But there is a podcast called something to the effect of Fox Mulder is a maniac. And I think it might be an X-Files rewatch, like from the perspective of I him just d- being yeah. an absolute. Well, where's the waterbed episode? We need to find yeah, it. Right. We need- yes. <gasps> this is great. Sure. There were the people that lived in the sewers. There were like the inbred family. And then there was like the waterbed episode. Of course. Right. <laughs> Dreamland. <laughs> um, listen, everybody should tell everybody where they can be found. So mm. I'll go first. We can be found <laughs> at fatedmates.net on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Heaving Bosoms can be found on heavingbosoms.com. And then we're pretty much everywhere at Heaving Bosoms. And yeah. And, and Twitter's at Heaving underscore Melody, bosoms. tell everybody about Bonkers Romance too. Oh, yeah. And my other podcast, Bonkers Romance, bonkersromance.com. And I think we're mostly on Instagram and TikTok, but that's at Bonkers Romance. And uh, Heaving Bosoms publishes on Mondays. And you can get bonkers on Thursdays. So, and I'm just a lady um, in the world. <laughs> yeah. My name is Erin. Uh, my Twitter is this one. I put criminals in chains. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. You're not just a lady. You're I, a pretty badass. Um, you can find Wait, me in my house Lenora? in Alaska. Yeah. I am at this one is Erin on Twitter. Yeah. A listener. A listener. I'm a listener, a listener of the Fate of Mates podcast. <laughs> Famously. Aaron and I, listen, Aaron, you know what? I'm feeling hmm. ice skating this summer. Let's do it. Jen and I were going to read an ice skating book. Oh, you're going to read an ice skating book. Aaron loves ice skating. Mm-hmm.